0: So, like, take off to the great white north. Beauty, beauty. Take off, it's a beauty way to go.
1: Jeez. Take off, oh. you hosers. Ain't no saving you, no matter how many tears your mom's cry. Ain't gonna bring your ass back, plus in hell you gon' gonna cry. Why? Now the only two relative questions is if we bury him a bird. Any suggestions? Either way, you about to here for good. Now when niggas mention your name, they knocking on wood. Did I get my point across? Another body on the shoddy, another joint I toss. Ain't you no know sunshine. Alright, guys,
2: welcome back to hosers. This is episode eighty-one. The Phil Kessel episode. The Philadelphia Kessel episode, the hot dogs and the cup on the green episode. Um, i could use a hot dog fuck. Uh, actually Alyssa showed me this funny tweet it was or i think it was Alyssa. i can't remember who but they were like um y'all worried about getting the vaccine because you don't know what's in it but then go eat a hot dog <laughs> <laughs> um ah, that's good. but like that. welcome yeah. <laughs> welcome welcome back to hosers uh bit of a different uh intro lineup today uh, i'm your host carter lupel with me as always is my co-host Thomas Williams. What's going on Thomas?
0: Nothing much, just uh hanging out in Oshawa, getting uh lofted out of my house. I haven't told the story yet. <laughs> um, yeah, how are you Chris? Yeah, we got Chris I'm too. Good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good man.
3: Yeah, I'm just... yeah, like I'm uh I'm on my lunch break, so I'm taking the car the call from my car. Real conference call hours, uh, which is good. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, things are good. I mean, we had a great episode the last time we recorded with T.O. I did uh, have two things. I just got to quickly get out of the way. The first thing is uh, part of the reason that that episode ended so abruptly was because my wife was yelling at me to come to bed and stop laughing because it kept waking her up and she had a uh, shift at the hospital uh, the following morning. So uh, I will tell you, it is scary to be yelled at your wife to get off get off the phone, you know, like I was, that was terrifying, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's all love. And the second thing is, I guess I like previewed a story about going to shoppers drug mart that a few people reached out about, uh, that I didn't tell on the podcast. So could I just tell that story quickly to get it out of the way? Cause I think you guys are going to love it. Yeah, go for it. Of course. So, um, recently, uh, we had to, Go to uh, Shoppers Drug Mart. Like well, not recently. It's like probably about a month ago, and uh, we had to go and get uh, some some stuff. You know, like you know when you're like a, an uh, sexually active teenager and you gotta like buy condoms. Like how weird that is.
2: Yeah.
3: Right. No. When you're an when you're an adult, it's not weird because like you know if you're with someone for a long time, you know maybe you're not using the domers, right? But there's this very weird process where you know when you when you first start you know your lovemaking journey, um, where you have to buy condoms and sometimes you go to Shoppers Drug Mart and you know you're buying a, I mean at least for us I I can speak you know for the three of us you're going and you're buying some like Trojan Magnums you know just like, you know just the the huge condoms right you know what yeah I mean, you right?
2: ask for the Magnums then when they turn their back you switch and you get your actual sets. <laughs> yeah.
3: You get the lifestyle ones that are in, like, the cool colors. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But um, the extra small. it was really weird because Robin and I went to go and get a pregnancy test recently. Uh, and I'm not going to be a dad yet. But um, we had to buy that. And then Robin was like, oh, my God, this is, like, when we were younger. And you'd buy condoms. But then you'd buy, like, a bunch of other random shit. So it wasn't just condoms that you were buying. And... <laughs> So we filled up our cart with, uh, because later that day we were just kind of having like a chill movie yeah. day where we were going to watch some movies. So we got some snacks, we got chips, we got chocolate, you know, we got some, uh, cherry blasters, you know, all the good shit. And, and, uh, and... yeah. And then <laughs> we did the pregnancy test in there and the poor guy working at the counter, he knew the vibe, right? Like he he was like, oh, okay, we got uh, Doritos, uh, Sweet Chili Heat. Okay, we got some uh, Ruffles all dressed. Uh, we got uh, Reese's Pieces cups. Uh, we got a pregnancy test. We got a uh, <laughs> Sour
2: Patch Kids. He's like, all right, we, and, have, we uh, have an elbow brace. We have a Baby Yoda lip chat. We have a 52 gig
3: <laughs> SD card. We have a- <laughs> we have a Nintendo Switch uh, box because the 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 console actually... They can't keep, uh, keep that on the shelf. They can't trust people with that shit. Got a uh, DVD
0: copy of Grown Ups uh...
2: <laughs> God, One of the and, six movies you've seen is Grown Ups yeah. 2. Huh?
3: He looked at me dead ass and goes, looks like you're about to have a good weekend ahead of you, eh, bud? <laughs> <laughs> and this kid was probably like in grade 12 or something. And oh I was God. like, I was dying, obviously, because <laughs> you always like, were, at least in my case, like you were worrying about like this old lady named Karen that's been working at Shoppers for twenty years, seeing yeah. that you're buying lube, and uh, instead I got this guy that's like, I know what you're up to, I know the vibes. <laughs> and uh, anyways, it was just really funny because I think there's like this time in your life where like you wanna have safe sex, but at the same time buying condoms is mortifying it's a terrible experience uh and uh anyway this is just like our little psa about having safe sex and uh you know um if we're gonna get silly let's cover our willies you know what i mean yeah is that a good sentiment
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) Should should i tell my locked out of the house story before we move on to deadline stuff
3: yeah you have to i've been waiting to hear this story yeah
0: i I teased it in the chat and it was like next episode and then three weeks later or whatever um so i think it was yeah it was like three weeks ago i was just taking the garbage out and then the new place has the lock is like it's literally just okay now i'm telling how my house locks so it's not (laughs) good
3: And
2: you shimmy it (laughs) (laughs) It's just
0: one of those like on the doorknob, the like twist things, like a little bathroom lock thing, um, for the front door. But so I let I think I did that by accident, like as on my way out, I locked it just like out of habit, and then I was just left outside. I like tried it, and then like as I was standing there trying the door, and everything was done, I didn't have my phone, I didn't have a jacket, and this is when it was colder, and I didn't have like anything like i barely had shoes on probably and like um and then as i was there the name my next door neighbor who i like have never seen before is just old man <laughs> that lives by himself um i was just like oh do you have a phone like that i can use or anything <laughs> to- you look like robin yeah.
2: williams coming out of the jumanji board yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. um i was like oh can
0: i have like your phone not can i have your phone but do you have a phone i could use um and he's like oh well you I, your phone I, yeah he's like oh we well, I have a phone inside like a landline but i don't want you to like come inside um obviously because like covid and stuff i was like yeah, that's fine i could tell you a number and then we were like he went and, and then called emily and then emily was like oh well i don't know what to do so i was like okay well like Dude, can you check like locksmiths? Like I don't know. Like I this is during a work day, so I'm like I can't <laughs> like just be stuck outside until Emily comes home at like four o'clock, and this is like eight a.m. Yeah. So, like oh <laughs> so my I'm just, god. Like, I'm, I'm I was just, like I'm fucked. Like I don't have my phone on me. I don't have anything. Fern's just like out and about. Like whatever. Yeah. Um. And then, so then he called Emily, and she was like, "Oh well, like I don't know what to do." And then, um. But then like he came back and was like oh, you know, like, women, you know, eh? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he just went, and then, like, that was probably, like, the least offensive thing he said during, like, our 45-minute conversation as Emily had to drive back, like, home oh, from Toronto. My goodness. Yeah. Literally, oh, he was God. like, oh, you know, like, COVID, I don't really believe in it, but, like, and then, like, all this stuff, and then he was like... You take a few extra steps back at this point. <laughs> <laughs> And then he was just like, Oh, like this government, like they're trying to make us communists, you know? And it's just like oh and then it's like, oh, and then uh he takes you know, off like, his
2: toque and there's foil underneath it.
0: And then he started talking about like the next door neighbors, like two houses down from me. Yeah. And he was just like, Oh, like I think there's bodies in the backyard. Like he paved over cement, like his oh, whole backyard is his whole shit. backyard is pavement, and I think there were <laughs> bodies. And I was like, What the fuck? And then and then he just, like crazy but he was just like going off and off and off like oh like I'm uh, a and, <laughs> and then he was like oh I'm like a uh, a shaman by the way like I I <laughs> I see <laughs> I
3: was like what the fuck? Yeah like, so was, know I, uh, like I know we just met but oh my god. Like, yeah, so, so you need like, to get I the I fuck see... out of there is what you're saying He's like
0: I could see the I could see the future like I'm a clairvoyant like the CIA wanted me and I was too young and dumb enough that back in the 60s the CIA wanted me and I was oh like my oh god. my god this is 45 oh minutes long and he like, like
2: about all of this you should have just stayed outside like, dude 100 percent yeah I
0: yeah it was just like I literally by the end of it I was like I'm just gonna wait like on the driveway and it was raining by then <laughs> so we have this, we have this little shed we have this little shed in the driveway just to like store garbage and stuff in and then I got a chair from the backyard and I put it in the shed and I just sat in there with like a garbage and Emily's bike. You'll
2: notice,
0: remember that when,
3: fucking insane. Remember Jesus the episode Christ.
2: of The Office of Michael Scott Goes Into the Wild and he cuts his suit into shorts <laughs> and a t-shirt and then when he gets too cold he duct tapes them back on.
3: It's, dude, I just like, and I'm not trying to dox you and I'm sorry if I wasn't paying like perfect attention at the beginning of the story. Did you say this is your like next door neighbor? Oh, like yeah, what's the door. proximity to this guy? I'm, okay, sure. like, I'm
0: uh, like probably six feet away.
3: Like it's oh, not yeah. at, at least like, you're social distancing from him. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Yo, the crazy, <laughs> yeah. the craziest shit about that is like, I know you haven't seen the paranormal activity movies, but it always starts with a clairvoyant dude. Like, there's always somebody with that like <laughs> psychic juju energy chilling around, and you're you're fucked, man. I don't I don't yeah, it's mean nice this in a bad too, way, dog. but well, if like- this guy you you either have to have this guy as a friend so that he's protecting you, but if he's as strong and powerful of a of a wizard mage uh, <laughs> that I think he is, he should have been able to open the door, no? <laughs> I'm just asking the fucking serious the questions. Yeah, he, he should
0: be able to unlock it from his house. But honestly, yeah, with like, his mind. And so like he would go in these like spikes throughout the conversation of like, and literally the whole time <laughs> I was like going, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't saying anything. And he's oh just my going God. off and like the constant like message was that like women are terrible. Like he was just going on, like, oh, I ne- can never trust them. And like this, like probably 15-year-old, because I like down from my I live probably like a five minute walk from a high school. And right. I'm surprised he is able to live that close to a high school. Yeah, um, like this guy is giving off
3: big incel energy. I don't know. He's just, just like, oh, like,
0: he's like, oh he... you can't trust them flaunting around, like walking around and like, oh, there Jeez. goes there. one goes down. I'm like, what the fuck? That, is
3: that? That's why he doesn't this like this guy is. because
2: he was probably a clairvoyant until he was on pure anymore.
3: Yeah, that's true. Maybe so yeah.
2: he was Maybe making into love.
3: It. Maybe making love to a woman, maybe took like powers. took away his powers. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, like a kind of like a succubus kind of vibe. Yeah, that's Is what, that I what mean. you're saying. Yeah, he okay. Was, he,
2: he was he was sucked in, or well, sucked out of him. But...
3: Yeah. Could we <laughs> could Technically, Can no. we get him on the podcast? Oh you think? God,
2: no. He's probably here. <laughs>
0: yeah, I literally sometimes at night I half expect him to just be like his face pressed up against my window.
3: Jesus Christ. Dude, that's fucking horrifying. Like I've had that. So the the irony here is is I've had like a little bit of trouble with the new guy that just moved in beside me because he loves playing really bassy music in the middle of the night and it's woken Robin and I up several times and I had to go have a real man-to-man convo with him and said like, "Listen, buddy, I also love Armin van Buren's State of Trance." but not at three o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> and uh, anyways, I'm not saying that my neighbor like isn't a clairvorent, Warren, clairvorents, Warren, I can't speak, but we got to get you out of there, man. Like I said, if you watch Paranormal Activity, that's how all of this shit starts, dude. It's, it's yeah. always someone with the the bad warlock vibes. You know, I don't know. I'm it's, worried about you though. Yeah,
0: yeah it, was, it was an event. I haven't seen them since.
3: I've only So what once. is... Sorry, go ahead, buddy. What what has M said said about this?
0: (laughs) Well, she's just like scared, like just like I don't know. I told her all about it that day, and she hasn't mentioned it since. But it's like we don't see him ever. Like that was the only time I saw him, and I think it was because it was garbage day. Yeah, Yeah. I've only seen his lights on one time. (laughs) Like I think, and like I don't know. He said he doesn't own a TV either. Like it's just fun. Like I don't know what he does. Yeah, he doesn't me. need
3: it. To... <laughs> he's watching fucking Saturday day, it's like Saturday morning cartoons in his fucking brain. Like this guy is not well. <laughs> and that's not to like maybe he's got some like mental health issues, and like obviously we shouldn't be joking about that, but like I don't know, man. Did he carry a staff? Like any paraphernalia that may have lent itself to this uh world of wizardry or yeah, he, had, no? he had
2: a really long coat with big sleeves. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, he gave me a sweater. <laughs>
3: And then I he gave you it. a sweat did you wear it
2: Yeah I didn't want to wear it at first gotta... I was just holding
0: it and then he was like want to wear that and I was like oh god like, so It was, said, it was oh like
2: god
3: cold. yeah, like, yeah you're, <laughs> you're damned
2: if you do damned if you don't Yeah
3: yeah facts So this guy wouldn't let you go into his like fucking you know uh what's what's like his, the front hallway his dun- called
2: his dungeon the foyer
3: Yeah foyer yeah this guy's not letting you into the foyer but he's like Yeah, I mean, if you want to wear my 3XL Osiris hoodie, like, I guess, (laughs) I guess, I don't fucking know. I'm so glad that we waited like two weeks for that story because that is,
0: I mean, like, that was half what I remembered of him telling, like, it was just rambling of like, literally just red flags everywhere. I'm sure sure he has some problems, but it's like, it comes to a point where you're like, just hating women. Osh, shit. It's, Oshawa, it's like, dude. Oh, what do you, do you expect? Also, yeah, Yeah,
2: that's
3: right. also fucked. Yeah, this guy is.
2: Yeah.
0: GM awesome, probably let him go shit. a
3: few years ago and he never. Oh, recovered. he hates GM.
0: Oh, also, he told me. So we live down the street from a sobe's too. And he <laughs> he told me that he told me that he got kicked out of there once. Like he's banned. Oh, yeah, I he's was like, probably, he probably he, like someone. Like, he's, probably yeah, guessed, he's, prob- he's probably
2: price matching from his mind. And then they're like, yeah, you have to get <laughs> out of here.
3: He's probably like wheeling around the fucking fish aisle, like with a, like a little stick as a wand. And he's like, Wingardium Leviosa. And like, nothing's <laughs> happening. And he's just fucking wigging out. Dude, that's fucked. I'm so glad because you, you hit us up like in the chat. And we're like boys i've got this crazy story and i was like tell us but like also don't tell us because i want to hear it on the pod this was totally worth it i yeah. think i
0: just put like i got locked out of my house and had to u- use my neighbor's phone yeah that's all <laughs> yeah <use. laughs> that's all i said
3: it was, it's oh uh, fuck it was funny dude what a what a lmao <laughs> scenario bro i'm just oof, oof. that's fucked anyways
0: let's talk about What's, some
3: uh fucking trade rumors oh boys i think dmx has actually died just now seven minutes ago actually yeah yeah well because it got reported last night that he died but he hadn't but i guess i'm assuming they probably took him off life support so fucking sad man
2: should we make
3: this this title track um rough riders anthem i think it would be easy to do that but i was actually thinking about if he did end up passing what song i'd want to use and there's this movie, Thomas and I were talking about it a little bit last night, Carter. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Exit Wounds. Did you ever oh, yeah. see that movie? Yeah, that was a great it's movie. It's so good. Like, I gotta obviously watch it in the next couple of days here. But a DMX plays like one of the main characters. And that was no joke, like one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, because he's so good in it. It's an yeah, amazing it was, movie.
2: It's a great movie so good. Proud of you for yeah. seeing that, Thomas. Huh?
3: The song that I want to use for the intro is the main song from, uh, from this, uh from this movie, No Sunshine. Like oh, I think yeah. it's a sample from an old song. Yeah. Uh, I'll send it to you to put it into the, into the track here, uh, Thomas, but mm-hmm. it's devastating, man. Like we're at this age now where, people that like we grew up watching on movies and tv shows and music obviously are passing away and i mean he passed away at 50 years old man like that's that's not old
2: just a sudden heart attack
3: yeah it's just it's terrible it's just such a
2: and they just had a a video of him caring for his flowers like on complex
3: oh okay yeah yeah i don't know if i've seen i don't think i've seen that yeah it
2: was like so wholesome
3: It's and I mean like the video of him doing like Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer that kind of surfaces every holiday season. Thomas, you got to put that in right here. So I printed the lyrics of Rudolph the
2: Red Nose Reindeer, and I know the lyrics. Would you do us the honors of spitting Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? um...
1: You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Come on! Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, had a very shiny nose, boom! And if you ever saw him, you would even say it close. Come on! Come on! All of the other reindeer, used to laugh and call him names. See, Santa came to say, Come on, Brutal, with your nose so bright, won't you ride my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeers loved him, and they shouted out Put off the red nose reindeer, you're going out of history forever. You're going out of history forever. You're going out of history. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Did I get the names right for the reindeer? let's Answer. Yeah, sure
3: because like it's so funny and like he's a guy that it feels like didn't take himself too seriously and like there's rappers that straight up do not exist without a guy like dmx because Mm -hmm. of his cadence and the way that he did things like ja rule doesn't exist without dmx pop smoke doesn't exist without dmx and and he's unfortunately passed away now in the last couple years too like it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's terrible. Our condolences. That said, should we get into some trade deadline stuff? I know it's a weird transition, but where are you guys at with that?
2: Send our condolences to Taylor Hall. Uh where is he going? <laughs> Depends where he's going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't, I, I, like one of the articles that I pulled up. Like they're obviously like he's been out of the lineup for a little bit so they can try and protect some of his value um, yeah, and keep him healthy while this deadline comes up because they're going to need all the help they can get if they try and dish him. Um, but a few of the names on the list, um, the the Islanders, the Bruins, the Leafs are lower down the list than the Flames. Um, I don't it, think the
0: Flames anymore. That might be an old list. The Flames yeah, are too no, the, the, the Flames have shit. Like, this, they're not this, making a play. The North playoffs have already been decided
3: pretty much.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. It'd be interesting, like, because obviously the Islanders need help on the wing, and it'd be interesting to see Hall and in yeah. uh, Long Island. Um, well, they might be but- out because of Palmieri already. Yeah, yeah. But- like, I can't see them getting both. Like, I don't
0: know who they'll. They could like trade some young prospects, but then like, yeah, you're really trying to go all in this year, which hell, like, yeah. But they maybe they got they should, Palmieri
2: but- and Zajac for like a a bucket of pucks <laughs> like, yeah it was a
0: first and like two prospects and then like a third i think too
2: yeah so it was i, I feel like they have s- some room to play with if they're trying to go all in they at least played sure. the palmarians ajax thing smart well like, yeah if they have the cap space then let me
3: see this fucking shit. um while you're while you're pulling that up uh it's funny because i was thinking we could like kind of go in order of guys and i was mm-hmm. like oh taylor hall is definitely the number one free agent and on TSN's list, at least David Savard is actually one spot ahead of him in number one. Really? Um, That's so fun. Yeah. Like
0: this. So I, I'm gonna go on a little ramble, but like this whole thing of like so many, you just see like people just devaluing Taylor Hall because of his last prior years. But it's like he was on New Jersey, Arizona, and then Buffalo. Like, yeah, do you exactly. think yeah. he can produce with that roster at all? And there are all teams that were. Like on the bubble, trying to maybe like push into that next step. And then they're just un- yeah. unable to do so. Like, and it's not like this is a sport where you don't, if you don't have like depth and you don't have like consistent teammates and like support, then it doesn't yeah. really make sense that like, you can't just get a guy and be like, okay, we're done. Like, I think Hall yeah. will really want to like go to a team like Colorado or Toronto or the Islanders. Yeah and where you can play with really good players and as a center, like it just doesn't. Yep. And like, whatever team's acquiring for him will, will be like dirt cheap. Like yep. there was, I think there are reports of someone saying like, I spoke to an executive and they, the like Sabres don't even think that they could get a second round pick for him. Like that's yeah, just well, fucked.
3: It's like, crazy. And I think too, like there's this big um, perception, I, I guess is probably the right word that like, you know, we've talked about it, you know, he doesn't make his, his team around him better. And it's like, he's also just not had the supporting cast to make that happen. Right. Like Nico, he sure is a great player and you know, I'm probably the best center that Hall's played with in some time, but at the same time, it's like, it's not an Austin Matthews. It's not a John Tavares. It's not an Nathan McKinnon. You know, it's not a Connor McDavid in the event that he makes his way back to Edmonton, which I'm kind of pulling for just, the lulls in the storyline right (laughs) but it's it's crazy and like I mean I like uh, David Savard like I think he's a great player but he's he's a fourth defenseman like we're not talking about David Savard as like a one or two guy he's probably not even a three he's a four and the the tricky part about that is is that you know if they're saying that his evaluation and what columbus can expect to get back for savard is somehow going to be more than a team's going to get for taylor hall i just think it's crazy i can't well if really you think of it, it
2: like if you think of a team that like that's kind of lacking like leadership on the blue line not so much like like overall performance like he might be like if you think about it like savard's i th- i think he's 30 years old um yeah, yeah. like he's he's been around the block and he knows what he's doing like and he's he's still fairly lateral for like how long he's been in the league and he knows what he's doing and so i feel like like maybe it's the seniority thing or the like that veteran status on the blue line like at this time going into the playoffs that might be the most important thing for his return like you have these teams that have a young blue line or a blue line that's just scattered and not playing as a cohesive unit. He might be that leadership that you need to come in at least to shake things up for a little bit. Um, and that might be why his value. So like, that's the only thing that I can really see why is value so high because he's not really like putting up points. He's not really doing anything but staying at home. Right. Yeah.
0: It's, it's tough to say like, cause I think it's also a contract thing.
2: Like I think,
0: Comparing between Savard and Hall, like obviously, Savard, I think, is like 3.5, 4.25. 4.25. So, yeah, so there's all it's almost half of Hall. Yeah. And I doubt that the Pagulas want to retain salary on Hall just to get a better pick or prospect. Like, I don't think they care about the return of Hall as long as it means like not giving up that salary? Because what's the, like if they retain half and then pay, still pay that half, that half a year worth of like actual money, then that's still like a good chunk, probably remainder of the year is probably a good like a million and a half. Yeah. So if, if the difference between paying a million and a half in salary for a player that's not on your roster is the difference between getting a second round pick or getting a third round pick, then they'll be like, okay, give us a third round pick if you could take it the whole contract and then whatever. Like, yeah, Yeah. it's, I doubt that they're really kind of wanting and maybe that's what's holding it up is that there's not a lot of teams with the cap space that can take all $8 million in cap. Like, I think... Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. I think, sorry to interrupt, I just... That's fine. On that note, I was just reading a a few spots down here that there are some teams that are willing to kind of, uh, you know, hold some money to make some of these trades happen so yeah. similar to what toronto's done the last couple of years in this case they wanted to uh like chicago for example is a team that said to take back some cap space yeah if right. it meant that they were able to add uh a prospect thank Detroit. you thanks um sorry yeah. boys i'm just getting a little snack for myself here while we're recording um but yeah it's just it's one of these things where if, uh, if they're able to kind of weaponize some cap space and a team like Chicago's able to get a prospect or, you know, something back or even a pickback, uh, I think it's the right move, right? Yeah. yeah, like
0: if you're Toronto, I think it's worth, like say you go through Detroit. So then you are thinking, give a second to Buffalo for uh, just Taylor Hall and then give like a fourth to Detroit to retain half the salary. And then you're golden. And then you're like... I don't know how much deadline space they have. Oh, they don't have a lot. But whatever. They'll figure it out. Maybe even they go and then get Hall for like $2 million. So then they get another like Buffalo Terrain, retain a little bit, give like a second and a little minor prospect. But I don't know. I don't see like any – I think we're going to be underwhelmed with any packages from selling teams because there's just not enough teams that really want to buy right now, I feel
2: like. Eight, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see where he actually lands. Um, like, I, I feel like I feel like full, like a, they would go after a Felino quicker than they would go after a
3: Taylor Hall. Yeah, well, Felino's on the list as well. He's number yeah. four. But I but I feel like he's like arguably
2: like more attractive than Taylor Hall right now.
3: Well, and that brings up the point about uh, Savard as well. It's interesting. Is, like, yeah. are we talking about a player's value being on, like, raw talent and potential? Or are we talking about players that are proven playoff guys that yeah. can play a little bit more of a sandpaper game? Or, you know, in David Savard's case, you know, can be, you know, put on a shutdown pairing. Yeah. Um,
2: well, that's right why I don't walk- understand why Hall is above Felino. Like, I feel like he checks all the boxes, even well, coming in at a lower, like... They're around the same. There's only four years difference between them. Um, like, Felino's also played more games, has more points, lower, um, like uh, lower salary hit, and he's like, I, yeah. He's I just think. <clears throat> Sorry. Go and ahead. he makes everyone around him better. Like Felino's one of those players, and he's also an instigator. Like he, he makes waves. Like it's I, I don't know. I'm, I'm th- this list is bugging me a bit.
0: <laughs> but I feel like Hall is the. Like he has, like we said, like he hasn't had the talent around him, so his production is lower. Yeah. But he is the kind of guy that will go in and get the puck. Like he is, yeah. Just no, more. I'm skilled. not trying to discredit like he, Taylor Hall at all. Like, yeah, he's usually the prime. Like on his on his lines, he's usually the F one. Like he's usually the first one into the zone on yeah. the forecheck. And like, so I think that's been a factor that's really just di- like. Discredited him. Like a lot of pe- people are just seeing points and haven't really watched him because he's been on such teams that are unwatchable. Yeah. Like he, no one's no one but those fans of those teams have probably watched a lot of Hall and I haven't, yeah. but I'm just like repeating stuff that I've heard of those fans and of those like analysts or whatever. Um, but like it's just, I think he just will explode no matter like if he's given the right talent. Like if he's on oh, that yeah. left wing with Tavares and Nealander, that that top six is probably the best top six we've seen since like what, like Detroit, like Zetterberg and Datsuk. Like, honestly, like, yeah, I think yeah like, it's just, that would be unreal and they could get it for so low of a price this year because yeah. of everything yeah. going on because the limited amount of buyers that is like, why not just go all in and get this guy? Hell they could get, yeah. like if they move Kerfoot out, they could get Felino too. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, get some retained and then if you have to pay a little bit extra for teams to retain salary, then like do it then. Yeah. Right. They're like, they're in this space, especially with the the Tavares contract with Riley coming up ex, like expiry, like they're in this yeah. time yeah. that they should like, just go all in right now. Like they, yeah. there's so many factors and so many chances that the Leafs should just take advantage of, especially that they're like pretty much being gifted like an Eastern conference
3: finals appearance. Yeah, It feels like that, right? It does. And I mean, like, the other thing too is, is that it seems like some teams are, excuse me, who were once maybe a seller or maybe not a seller. They're maybe a little bit more conservative with it. Like, I look at a team like, um, so Mike Hoffman, for example, is number three on the list here. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see Taylor Hall landing in St. Louis, but St. Louis is in a bit of a tailspin right now. Yeah. So, although um, I know they won their game the other night, uh, a guy like Mike Hoffman maybe going the other way. Like I, I also think that like some That'd of these guys. being Well, there some of these guys are like well, everyone we talked about so far is a UFA, right? So yeah. are you trading with the intention of re-signing them? Are you trading them with the intention of, um, you know, maybe just having them, uh, you know, for for a, a hopeful long cup run? You yeah. Know? Um, well,
2: that's well with guys like Taylor Hall or Hoffman or Felino like all these UFAs. Like I don't like they're proven players and like kind of like circling back like I wasn't arguing that Taylor Hall is not a good hockey yeah, player yeah. like no we just, know you meant. Yeah, I'm just going off of, like if we always talk like previous episodes we talk about your hockey resume when people are like arbitrating for more money and stuff like that and so I'm, I'm I was just going off of like the quote unquote resume but yeah it's it's um like I don't think you take these guys and you you test them for the playoffs or things like that like it's not like a shattenkirk type loan deal right like it's a right i think these guys are going to be like i think though any these ufas at the top of this list um yeah i at least down to bernie i'm interested interested why he's so high but
0: um like goalie.
2: i guess so but it's yeah it's i don't i don't see them being um them having to like prove themselves this playoff run i feel like anything that they anywhere they go they're going to try and work out a deal with yeah, yeah for sure it, d-
0: it depends because it's like a lot of teams because it's so cat that they're like they'd rather keep their guys like i'm just looking around now of like oh what are potential teams that could land hall and then keep them because there was that report earlier i just saw the yeah. headline but that hall would like would definitely reconsider staying somewhere and especially after his yeah. past couple of years of being of bouncing around yeah, like yeah it's exactly. a place like florida like if yeah, florida yeah, just say fuck it and then go and then like they have like alexander Wembers coming off contract but like yeah. that's pretty much the only major player that yeah. needs a new deal next year yeah so there are they like okay sign hall for three years at like six mil like get yeah, him right. some security and keep yeah, him around yeah. while Barkov is yeah. still here while Huberto is still here because I was looking at like Carolina and I was like, oh, Carolina would be an interesting team because they have cap, but then you have guys like Martin Nook and McGinn coming up. Andre right. Spechnikov needs a new contract. Dougie Hamilton's a UFA this summer. Like, yeah. they right. are going to be cap strapped and they don't probably have like potential to re sign all. Like, yeah, right. So I think there's limited options for teams that could like yeah. acquire them and re sign them. And I think Florida's well, I think probably is- the
2: only realistic one, but. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I think one of the only realities like of him, like, I feel like where, wherever he want, wherever he goes, he'll want to stay. Like you said, just so he's not a, not a lunchbox anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. But um, yeah.
2: I think the, like, if he were to up and move, like again, after this next move that happens for him, I think the only, like, the only reality that happens is like, a, like upping the property value. Right. Like they, they take him, they give him a good playoff run. He puts up some points and he makes mm-hmm. some waves and then he adds, Adds to his value after that short period of time. And then they kind of get a better return off of him than the
3: deal that they had prior. Yeah, no, it's true. I think too, like, it's tricky because you have to factor in like what next year looks like. And there being a flat cap for the foreseeable little bit, like that obviously layers into it as well. A guy I wanted to ask you about uh, Thomas, it's been Mm -hmm. getting a little bit more uh, play the last little while is Scott Lawton. Um, oh, yeah. if Philly ends up giving up on Scott Lawton, uh like what do you think he brings a team in the playoffs is he like a Nick Felino light just with the style of play cool. or what do you think
0: I feel like he a trade could like potentially be more of like a Colbin Goudreau kind of thing with Tampa last year right. um, he's not he's all UFA so it's different um, I think those guys were on under contract for a little bit longer when they got I think. Yeah, one of them definitely was. Yeah, yeah, I think Cole. But yeah, um, yeah, I think he is just like a really solid defensive player that also can score a little bit. I think he's less of a goal scorer than Felino, And even like yeah. Felino's not crazy in like uh, scoring goals and stuff. But like I think Lawton just brings a little bit of an edge. And like I don't see – I think teams would see him as like their plan B – and right. the report that was coming up from Friedman, because Philly was a lot of, like, talk last week because of their, their like, spiral down the standings and some moves that should be made out of their core. But I think teams will kind of, like, have to pay a lot because apparently Chuck Fletcher loves Lawton and, Law- and Scott Lawton loves being in Philadelphia. So I think... Yeah it's tough because if you want to see the dude go and he won't sign a contract and especially when you're cap strapped already, because Voracek's massive deal and Giroux and Giroux and Couture are already like such a discount. And they need new contracts after next season. That's like, yeah. you don't see a lot happening there. So it's and, just, if they're trying why, to reach.
2: Why would you want to leave Philly right now? Anyways. Well, they're so shit right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but it, it's, they're it's, only. Yeah. Like they had an exciting start to the season. Like it's. Yeah. Like yeah. We're just, we're that was true. like all. We're only like thirty games in. Like it's.
0: Yeah, I can't see them making the playoffs at all. Like this is a thing for the future. Yeah. Like I think that they're just going to be aiming for if they get anyone, it'll be someone with with term, yeah. and that's why they're kind of targeting home. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. honestly, I wonder. Um with Vince Dunn, too, out of St. Louis. Like, St. Louis has a lot of contracts and a lot of potential to really sell off. Like, if they want to kind of say, this is in our year or whatever, we'll, like, we'll kind of reshuffle our core. I think Vince Dunn, especially if they trade Schwartz, that'll be a big message of, like, we're changing things up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Vince Dunn could get them a lot, and he's under contract and cheap. So if you want to do a little, like, switch of, like, potential young guys like Nolan Patrick or something um, or Morgan Frost that comes to mind. um, Yeah. That St. Louis might be interested. And there were more reports earlier that they'll look for a hockey trade, too, for Dunn. So, like, maybe that exact thing of, like, potential for potential. Yeah. And you can't really see Dunn playing a lot of, like, beyond, especially with the crew signing there,
3: too. Like, it's just. Well, it's a very similar player, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: and like so, I think he honestly should be a top four defensive somewhere, and Philly basically has like two, maybe one. Um, Yeah. So it's just it's just tough to see, but I think Philly is just in a weird spot, especially like if things get worse, they might just like make a massive move, especially around expansion and like leave Voracek on, like leave Voracek exposed and or trade him away for something or something. We should
3: be crazy, right? It is, it does start to feel at least for me that like the playoff picture is like, you know, getting to be not necessarily set, but there are, it's getting there. (laughs) I would say that much. Is there any uh, team that you guys have been following recently that's like stood out in a significant way in regards to just in general, like any team that's stood out just in their play the last little while, good or bad. um, Um, I mean, like, obviously like the Habs,
2: I, I, it was exciting watching Eric Stahl come out of Buffalo and get an OT winner for his first game. Like that was, yeah. I wanted to cry. It was, he looked so happy. Yeah. Um, for sure. So that was exciting. Um, it's always exciting watching Washington. Like, I feel like it's like watching Ovi and just his, his, um, like watch him climb. Like it, there's a, like, it's almost just like watching history unfold, like every little bit. And I, it's, weird because he's still like like 3 4 seasons at least away from that Gretzky title but it's Washington's fun to watch um just because there's some history going on um and then um yeah i don't know Dallas uh, has been disappointing this year um oh, and yeah. the, uh like i expected them to be a bit hungrier after their um after their cup run but they've been disappointing this year and then I we've talked about it before but Florida has been exciting as hell to watch
3: yeah definitely yeah and that central division's been uh been interesting like Carolina is the top team in the league as we record today on Friday but um yeah Florida has been super fun to watch I watched the Florida Columbus game uh the other night where you know there was all it was in the afternoon I guess but yeah uh you're starting to see all those videos on Twitter of like Sasha Barkov just like stealing the puck off of everybody yeah. and, like making Columbus look foolish and obviously yeah. he stood out such a significant way like he'd definitely be on my heart ballot uh you know if, if we were looking at things right now but yeah yeah like yeah. St. Louis has been disappointing for yeah. sure
2: oh, New York was fun to watch for two weeks in March
3: yeah, yeah. They I mean, just submitted so, no, a tire so, yeah. fire. Minnesota's been doing really good. I've
2: been yeah,
3: impressed I know. with the well, How are you yeah. feeling, sir? I'm I'm
0: loving it. I think they should be I'm talking about more and stuff, but like especially with content coming on deadline. But like I think they should try and just add someone. I know there are reports of like Garen not really wanting to buy, but I think something, especially with the prices now that are being reported, like they should just go out and get like Maybe Grandlin comes back to Minnesota because they're just so like their forward depth is just like they have five really good guys, and then like the seven other are just like sprinkled in wherever on the lines. Like Hartman sometimes plays on the fourth, and it'll be like third, and then out and about. Like it's just like, like Benino is playing right wing on the second line right now, and like Briefstad's played important minutes, and like Victor Rask is playing top line. Like it's just these like. Kind of forwards that you don't really want to go into a playoff series with Vegas or Colorado against. Like, yeah. it's just tough to see. Like, I don't know. And maybe they'll see that of just like, why spend future assets to get shit kicked by two of the league's best teams. But then, like, against those teams, they play really well. Like, they beat Colorado 8 3 the other night. Like, yeah, it's, it's, they're able to just turn this on and like suppress teams if they like make a little bit of a, Slight mistake and they're able to pile on like three goals within five minutes. Like it's just this, like I don't know, Minnesota's a weird team. Like, I think they're just gonna keep steady and maybe sell off a couple pieces, like Marcus Johansson and Benino. Um, but like also they're so Garen's talked a lot about like the leadership core and like keeping a good locker room and keeping these players together. So, like maybe yeah. not selling them off will be like again, that own rental thing of like showing that, Oh, we're just like in it, whatever, like the, a fourth round pick for Marcus Johansson isn't worth him leaving the locker room or whatever. Like, it's just this, like kind of giving the players kind of giving them a gift by not like selling off these pending free agents. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think that's, it's significant, right? Like you look at a team like Minnesota and like, you know, they, at least in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, but I don't think the expectation was tremendously high for these guys this year, right? You look at Kaprizov, like, obviously, he's been such a welcome addition to that team, and um, there were some changes in the offseason, obviously, but, you know, like, it's it's been positive, so I get the sentiment where it's like, you know, well, let's not buy because, you know, we weren't really supposed to go that far maybe they feel like they can't go that far but if i have learned anything from this season like anything can happen and Yeah. uh, yeah you know it's it's exciting because there's i don't know i feel like this season was less predictable than i thought it would be like you know we look at teams like like the rangers for example who've just been brutal buffalo is expected to be pretty bad uh even a team like Ottawa, who is expected to be terrible, although, you know, they're at the bottom of the North division, they're still, they're still in it every night. Right. So I think that for a team like Minnesota, if they are able to add maybe a complimentary piece, maybe a a piece that's not just a pure rental and maybe somebody with term. uh, I I think it makes a lot of sense for them uh, to look at doing something. Right.
0: Yeah. Like I, not to like go cross sports or whatever, but I really compare them to like the Raptors of last year. Like you were after Kawhi left or whatever. It's just like, there's literally no expectations. And all you really want is to see the young guys get better. It's all about yeah, like right. individual kind of just progression. So then like yeah. they have this core of like Greenway, Eriksson, Fiala, Kaprizov were around like 23, 25 that are right. getting just better, like steadily. And then like, that's all you kind of wanted to see from this season. And like being up with like Colorado and Vegas is kind of a bonus. So they might see that. And again, just like keep steady and just play this out and just see what happens. But also Garen's been quoted of saying about looking for towards the future. And this is a long-term plan. So again, they might sell off and just be like, there's enough guys in Iowa, like Gabriel Dumont or Connor Dewar, um Caitlin Addison on the blue line, if they trade Ian Cole, um, that
3: earn a spot and they can just make their way up. Yeah, yeah I'm with so. you. Oh. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be the managing editor of <laughs> hockeywilderness.com.
0: You know, go get that content out.
3: Have you, um, ha- have you been feeling like the vibes for Minnesota fans are like at a high for the first time in a while.
0: Yeah. I think this season has been like pleasantly received. Um, Yeah. Especially the, how they started out and like the two comeback wins against the Kings to start out a season, like three goal comeback wins. Like it's kind of like, it kind of shapes the season and just be like, Oh, look at us kind of make their name around the league and have Caprizov to kind of make it. I think that summer is massive with what they do and especially with expansion looming and maybe losing Matt, a player like Matt Dumba who's bounced back from a bad year last year um, in a major way. So I think it's, I think everyone's just feeling fine. Like, especially with prospects coming out, like Rossi, um, Kuznetina, Boldy's coming, especially after signing his ELC. Um, it's just kind of looking towards the future and seeing what happens. And yeah, uh, Yeah, I think that they'll make some noise next year, Um, especially if they remain in that central and, like, especially if Dallas and Nashville continue their descent. Like, you'll only see, I think, Minnesota try to honestly compete for the top spot with Colorado. Like, I don't see any other central team really going for it. Like, maybe Winnipeg gets better, but like, Minnesota's in a point where they're able to keep these young guys together and get better together. And their goaltending is like, in. Improved from bottom of the league to like top five, so I think it's carrying just a lot of heat into uh looking to next season. The deadline will really spell of what their plan is, too.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one for sure.
0: <laughs> what okay, so let me ask. So, I, we have to wrap up soon, right?
3: Um, I still have another 20 minutes or so. Oh, okay, So,
0: well, I was gonna ask, what is one trade that you guys want to see like just name the trade as like look on the board and just someone that maybe we haven't talked about yet um that you just want to see
3: could could before we do that just because i was hoping for a moment just to talk about this it's just it's just quick uh when we talked earlier about chicago uh kind of weaponizing their cap space um i was psyched to see that they were able to get um former first rounder from Florida, Henrik Borgstrom in that trade yes. yesterday. Yeah. I was psyched because he's had a pretty up and down career with Florida, including him like going back to play uh hockey in uh in either the the Finnish League or the SHL. I can't remember offhand here, but uh Finnish. I, I think, think he that... plays for... Fuck, for the team. Yeah, I he can't... plays in he plays in Liga. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing in Liga. Sorry. I just looked it up here quickly, but he's, he is a high end talent, man. Like he is a great player. Um, I think that in the right system, I think, you know, from a center depth perspective, I think Chicago uh, has a little bit more room for him to grow, which I think is going to be really important. And yeah, it's, it's exciting, right? Like they, they obviously, you know, Brett Connolly wasn't really working out in Florida and this to me is just like a very much like a cap space move, but with a bit of a sweetener with Borgstrom going uh, the other way to Chicago. Um, It gives a little bit more cap flexibility to Florida, which I think is great. And in return, Chicago uh, is able to get something out of that. That being said to transition a little bit to what you asked a moment ago, I think we're going to see a lot of trades like that. Um, I think some team is going to be holding a little bit of Taylor Hall's salary. Um, There's a part of me, you know, as a Leafs fan that wants to see the Leafs with Taylor Hall. Like I just think it would be crazy. And I'm at the point now, at least kind of in like my own fandom where like, I don't really care about losing a guy like Robertson or a guy like Lilligren, Sandine. I'm a little bit more sheepish on. I, I don't want that to happen. Um, but as much as I like a guy like Robertson, if you look at the depth and how it's set up right now, um, he's going to be a third-line guy, um, although I believe him to be much, much, much better than that. I just don't know if the opportunity is there in the same way when you look at the depth chart. Uh, same with Lilligren. Like if, if Lilligren is moved uh, to get a guy like Taylor Hall, Um, and really at this stage of things, only a guy like Taylor hall for me, uh, for both of the players I was just referencing. Um, I think you got to do it. Like this is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong boys, but this looks like this could be their best shot at winning a cup since 67. Like the, the, the vibe that's going on right now. Like, I don't know if your neighbor Thomas has anything to do with it, but (laughs) you know, Jack Campbell, you know, breaking Felix Potvin's record, like That stuff is crazy to me. The team seems to be firing on all cylinders after a little bit of a skid. Uh, So to answer your question, I would love to see Taylor Hall uh, in the Maple Leafs uniform. I would also like to see Nick Foligno uh, in the Leafs uniform. Um, Those would be my two guys uh, personally. Uh, What about you, Carter? Where are you at?
2: Like the the blockbuster trade or my... My dream. Yeah, trade. like
3: who do you? I mean, at home would be beautiful in the yeah. uh, rouge, blanc, and rouge.
2: <laughs> yeah, and any, anything to rescue from Nashville, right? Uh
3: Yeah, I think I also said red, white, and right. Uh, red, <laughs> white, and I don't think I said it right. So, can I get a second shot at that? Yeah, rouge, blanc, et Blue. Yeah, that's it. it.
2: You got it. Um, I don't know. It's like. i i'd love to see felino go get picked up um but i'm not sure like it's like they all like it's a tough question i guess right because it's all it's all kind of underwhelming like the list other than taylor hall if i'm being fully honest like i just kind of want to see him to our point earlier get put with the right ingredients um so to see like like to your point earlier about him going to Toronto, that would be like exciting as hell, right? Um, but, um, just looking down the list, like that's that's really the only thing that I that if I'm being honest, I I like if I could make happen, I'd want to see happen. You know, everything else is for me is just kind of like, oh, it'll
3: it'll happen. <laughs> what do you think that the Habs need to do to be a contender? Like, if the Leafs and the Habs end up playing in the playoffs. Like we are going to drink a lot of beer. I will say that much. Yeah. But what do you think they need to do to be taken a little bit more seriously in the North Division? I
2: don't know it's it's tough. Like Toronto has, I feel like Toronto gets a lot of attention, obviously, and then um, Edmonton gets just as much, and so does Winnipeg. And I feel like they just kind of get slotted. Um, like it's funny because you have your your top teams and your low teams, and then Montreal's like sitting at five hundred. And they don't really, I, I don't think they, they either focus on the really bad or the really good. And Montreal doesn't really get paid much attention. I think all they really need to do is play, come out in the first period, right. And stay like they have a pattern the past few weeks of scoring early and then shutting off until the third and then trying to play catch up. Right. Right. So I think they have all the right pieces. It's just they carry price might like need to stay. Healthy and Gallagher needs to heal his thumb, and then that's it. But, um, okay, but yeah, no, it's it, it'll be tough against Toronto because they don't do well when they're like pressured, like, and Toronto is a, a big pressure team. But, but yeah, no, that's the list. Uh, looking at the list, like, just going back to that, there's not many that, um, that I could see here that I'm too excited about. Maybe Bobby Ryan, <laughs> that might be. Oh. That's not a bad somewhere. It was, it was just announced that he's out for the season. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Never mind right. then. I would like to see Bobby Ryan get healthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the diplomatic
3: answer. What about you, Thomas? Where are well, you at with all
0: this? So team? I was going to add to your Leafs thing with the trading prospects. I don't even think they need... Like, would you rather trade a guy like Lilligren than trade a second for Taylor Hall? Like, I don't think... No. I no, think if you'd sure. rather... I don't think there's anyone out there that they that is good enough. And that's a rental that trading Robertson or Lilligren is kind of like an option. Like if Buffalo is asking for it and won't like, it's either like a first or Lilligren, then I would go Lilligren. Sure. Like, or maybe even a first for Taylor Hall, but like if the price is so low now that like you might as well, I don't think they need to trade those top prospects until maybe the summer. Then they get like someone on a good contract. Um, But yeah, I don't know. The, I think the one trade that I kind of want to see is like, man, I don't know. I think so. I think I just want to see St. Louis blow it up and just try to like make it interesting. Like Tyler Bozak's a pending free agent, Jaden Schwartz, trade-out Vince Dunn, like Mike Hoffman. Like you're seeing all these guys that St. Louis can really blow it up and kind of affect the price of the deadline and maybe get some stuff for the future. I don't like the team, but I just want to see some good trades. Like, I do feel like something. Oh, also, real-
3: like maybe like Hoffman to the Senators.
0: Oh yeah, maybe it's to the Sharks. For uh, oh
3: okay, well yeah. he was already a shark.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,
3: okay, I understand.
0: I don't know. Honestly, like I feel like this is going to be such a dud trade deadline, and also we're going to be like comparing trades of like what Taylor Hall got compared to what. Someone like Ryan DeZingle got like it's gonna be like Tyler Hall goes for a second and then Ryan DeZingle goes for like a third and a fifth. Like it's yeah. like okay, like they everyone's pretty much the same price. Like it's it's just gonna be like trades that don't really move the needle anymore, and then it'll be like interesting. It's basically just like seeing where Taylor Hall goes and then being cool with it. Like, I think that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think yeah, I don't think we're going to see anyone move that has space on their contract, especially with expansion looming like everything. There's so many factors and I think it was told about earlier that like expansion flat cap. Limited amount of buyers like everything's just factoring up to like kind of a dud. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad
3: that we spent an hour uh, trying to break down something and then be like, you know what? In the end, it's probably going to suck, so whatever. Well, it's good. (laughs) We're going to
0: just see, like, Taylor Hall go for nothing and then, like, put up, like, two points a game in the playoffs.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: I guess that's fair. I guess it's just, like, it's so hard, and, like, obviously we need to kind of check our expectations a little bit because there are mitigating factors that we probably have touched on, but maybe some that we haven't even thought of. Um, that are going to layer into the decisions that the GMs are going to make in the coming weeks, obviously. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, kind of one way or the other. And then uh, you know we're also going to have to factor in like quarantines and like what that looks like. And Ontario has 4,300 cases today uh, on April 9th, 2021, uh, the day that we're recording this. So like that's fucked, also. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of sick people and not a lot of vaccines to go around so um yeah it's just it's it's a bit of a mess
0: oh my god sorry i just see it coming across so benning speaking right now yeah he just said i don't see i don't see foresee any cap problems this summer
3: uh you're talking about james jim benning james
0: jim benning who just signed tanner pearson who's like a replacement level dude for
3: yeah for what, almost $4 point? million a year. Yeah. For three Yeah, that seems bad. And listen, Carter and I, we we love Tanner Pearson. He was a great member of the Mary Colts. <laughs> However, I just, that whole situation, I guess we can kind of talk about this before we wind down here. We've got another like 10 minutes or so left uh, before I'm expected to be back at work. Um, and I can't just like say to my boss, Okay, but do you understand the cap implications of signing a replacement level winger? Do you understand that? Yeah. I don't think it's going to go over very well. uh,
2: Three years, bro. Three years. Okay?
3: We're not playing (laughs) around anymore. In this economy, (laughs) actually, one of my bosses would probably love if I did that. If that's the reason I was late coming back for work. But uh, anyways, it is obviously devastating when you hear about what happened and the variants of concern. Uh, every time you hear that, you have to drink, eh? Um, but the variants of concern that's going through uh, the Vancouver Canucks right now, like, it's, it's terrible. You know, I, I reflect and think about uh, the situation uh, with, you know, some of the players and their health and their well-being. And obviously, all of that stuff is so much more than hockey. Um, especially if you think about guys like Travis Kamenick, who opted out of the return to play this past season um, who's yeah. got a immunocompromised daughter uh, correct me if I'm wrong I believe that's the case uh, and regardless it's just it's it's terrible and I hope that everybody's uh, on the mend um, but I don't know man w- what do we give Jim Benning like another year running the Canucks front office or oh what God. do we think happens
2: uh, yeah like I don't know. I I, I feel, yeah. Like one more year, one more missed playoff season. Yeah. I don't don't
0: even see, I, I think he's just going to be keeping around. Like it's just, he's given all these chances. Like I don't think it comes to a point. Back
2: offices have been dropping like flies this season, but like Like, back bench and back office, like they, like teams have, that's, that's really the only route that they can take because of like vac, like vaccines and quarantining and player movement being like somewhat restricted because of all of uh, like these guidelines, I feel like the only solution is back house and bench staff.
0: Yeah. I, but I think the Aquilini's have given him such a long leash and I think a contract extension. Cause, and also, I don't think they want to be paying two general managers. Um, so I can't see him going anytime soon. Maybe it'll be like, yeah, like, one more season or two, but it's just like nothing's going to happen mid-season and I don't think anything will happen mid-season next season. Um, I think it's just like I all the messages and all like what they've done and all the moves and all the signs point to just them sticking with Benning because he's been able to build this like terrible team with some good players like and because he's able to like Point to drafting very obvious talent where yeah, they I mean, were. That it's like, oh, okay, then we could do that. Like they, the Canucks have been the worst team in its existence since they since they came in their lowest in points percentage.
2: Yeah,
0: like it's just yeah. miserable. Like they've had nothing to really be excited about except like the Sabines and Pedersen. But it's like I don't know. It's I don't see them firing anyone soon
3: that being said yeah. uh before we wrap up here um i did want to ask either of you guys if you guys have watched the new mighty ducks tv show on disney plus uh, i've been holding out so i can binge it do you think i have no
2: definitely <laughs> not yes i
3: haven't, no, seen, that. Yes, that I haven't seen any
0: question. mighty ducks oh can i Actually, tell you guys
3: that yeah i haven't seen any of it. jesus christ um I don't remember the name of the spell, uh, that I think Voldemort used on, um, Lily Potter and, uh, her husband, Harry's dad name's not coming to me right now. Like Peter Potter, maybe. I don't know, (laughs) something like some shit like that, but, um, that spell that kills them instantly, that's what's going to happen to you from your next door neighbor. If you don't see this shit ASAP. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, I'm not talking wait. to you. I don't want you to be harmed. I'm saying Thomas is in huh? that place. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've actually just connected with his neighbor uh, via uh, my telepathy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> also uh, LinkedIn. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, seems like a good <laughs> dude. Yeah, like doesn't have any like incel like qualities at all. No. Um, but yo, let me just tell you guys that the show is so fucking good. And I know we don't always talk about this type of stuff on the podcast, but like the other day, last Friday, so like a week ago today, um, I got to watch the new uh, Godzilla versus Kong movie, fucking slapped, $25 well spent, such a good fucking movie. I got to watch New Falcon and Winter Soldier, awesome show as well. You guys know I'm into all this new shit. And then the last thing I got to watch was two episodes of the mighty ducks game changer show and it is so wholesome so uh-huh. good there's like a little uh little chubby boy who like can't skate who um uh has a podcast and I was like oh my god like <laughs> this is me <laughs> this is me <laughs> this character is me and he uh-huh. has like a bit of a speech impediment which I don't have but um it's like it's the most wholesome show and if you're a hockey fan you gotta watch it it's so good uh first thing I'm doing when I get home uh is watching the newest episode uh and I suggest you guys watch it as well because I think you know all joking aside like we all need a little bit of a laugh these days especially with everything going on in the world and in our daily lives uh so having some entertainment to kind of put us out um of reality for a half an hour you know uh, yeah. I think it's super important right question though did they get Goldberg out of jail to film it or I don't want to spoil it he's okay. not <laughs> in it but their goalie in the show like I mean so far there's only been a little third episode came out today I guess um but the kid is an absolute unit and they call him the wall
2: oh, uh, I like that. and that's
3: all I'm that's all I'm gonna tell you but all the characters are amazing uh, Emilio does a great job. Uh, he's crushing it. Um, the that, Mighty duck that's, band. Um, Yeah, the girl from uh, from that show, Gilmore Girls. Forgive me, I forget her name. She plays the main character's mom. She rocks the show. It just, it's, it's, it's fucking amazing. It's so good. Well, time to think watch you this guys. now. You got to watch it. Yeah, yep. It Oh, and Dylan Playfair, of course. How could I forget him from yeah. uh, Letter Kenny? He plays like the bad team's coach and he is an amazing kind of villain kind of guy. Um, But yeah, like the first episode talks about how um, the kids who like don't have these expensive skill coaches can't play on the main team. And it's so relevant to being like a hockey parent or somebody like, you know, Carter and I and, and Thomas who deal with, hockey parents here and there like yeah. it's just it's so good this is the best time for that show to come out uh and if you don't like it you can kiss my ass so Perfect. there you go <laughs> that's it anyways uh, anything you guys want to wrap up with
2: no, no let's uh let's just see what happens on the 12th yeah
3: i like we'll, it yeah when we'll, do you guys want to episode. record on tuesday yeah well we, we'll, we'll, we'll do a post we'll make it happen Yeah, 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 I think we'll do a post deadline for sure. Yeah, uh, Thomas, where can people check you out, man?
0: HockeyBolivious.com, no salary attained on Twitter.
3: Um, Nice, um,
0: yeah,
2: that's it. Ross Street Hockey, great, yeah,
3: love it. What about you, Carter? Um,
2: at Carter Lupel and everything.
3: At a boy, um, I have uh, made my triumphant return to Twitter and Instagram, but you have to. Uh, request me because I don't want any fucking bots telling me that the Mighty duck show sucks. But I will approve you if if you're real. Um, so yeah, follow me at Killer Puck on everything.
2: I'll follow and, you for uh, my burner.
3: Yep. Love it. Yeah, no, yeah, I've had gonna, many burners over the years.
2: I'm going to tweet at you <laughs> now
3: that the show sucks. But... I'm going to beat the fucking wheels out of you, Thomas. Um, <laughs> anyways, I like it. Uh, no, I, now that I uh, have like a, a telekinesis assassin that's so close to you, I'm just gonna have him start fucking with your life. It's gonna be great. Yeah.
2: Turning your TV I off of it. his
3: mind and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or maybe turning Thomas's TV on so he'll finally get a yeah. fucking movie no. reference once so in a while. Episode one, I, one of. You uh... know what I started
0: watching this morning because I had the day off. What's
2: that? Superstore. Ooh. Oh, great! Show. I know. I know Emily
0: won't like it, so we're so watching. I yeah. I, I, I hit Thomas.
2: I, I hit Thomas with uh he's like, I was like, Oh, how's your day off going? He's like, Oh, I did some work this morning. Like my, <laughs> my boss just said I have things that to get done. And I was like, You make me work on this the day on my day off and Zoomed right over his head, he didn't get it. (laughs) That's such a classic reference, too. But, anyways, the godfather godfather, Jesus, come to me on this the day of my daughter's wedding. I was was gonna guess Lord Lord of the Rings, (laughs)
3: Lord of the Rings. You're such an idiot. Okay, I can't, I gotta go back to work. I can't tell my boss we were arguing about that godfather references. (laughs) But, uh, love you guys, it was good to connect um and uh before i forget you can follow the podcast on twitter at takeoff hosers same with instagram uh you can subscribe leave a comment uh anywhere where you get your podcast except for let's start that again except for spotify because uh (laughs) i'm just too lazy to set it up so maybe i'll do that on my day off tomorrow maybe we'll see but uh yeah love you guys r.i.p i I can't okay cut this part out i love you guys <laughs> rest in peace to, rest in peace to dmx yeah and uh we'll talk soon bye right, love, love you guys love see ya Earth,
1: one dog one bone now who ain't going home looks like you you hit strike one talking shit strike two won't be a strike three because i don't play fair i'm gonna look you in your eye while he hit you from the rear be like yeah holding you up you fall Lord ain't coming, so nigga, stop calling. you was ballin' a minute ago, in it for dough, till it was yo, I swear to God I didn't know, ain't no sunshine when it's on, only darkness every day, ain't no sunshine when it's on.